Ephesians 2. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So, then, remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in the flesh by human hands. At that time you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus... You who are far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh, he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations, so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building, being put together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Ephesus is in modern-day Turkey. However, some scholars believe this book in particular may have been intended as a sort of mass email to a lot of churches in the area, which could be one reason why it doesn't address any specific problems or offer rebukes and instead has more general encouragement and vision casting. Today's reading is an overview of the past, present, and future of every believer. We were dead in our sins. We were slaves to our flesh, doing whatever it wanted. And by nature, we were children of wrath, just like everybody else. There was nothing special about us. We weren't especially good or moral or awesome. So what happened? How are we different? According to Paul... God's mercy happened. He intervened and made us alive in Christ. He raised us from the dead. And that's not going to be the end of his kindness to us. He's going to keep being kind to us forever. That was just the beginning of the gifts God gave us. Verses 8 and 9 tell us about a few of those gifts specifically. Those verses say, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. Grace is a gift. Salvation is a gift. Even faith is a gift. He just keeps giving. 
And you may notice that Paul always seems to thank God for the things that humans were doing. But when he did that here in verse 10, he was a bit more explicit and creative about it. He compared us to artwork, actually. The word workmanship is poema in Greek. So he basically said, you're a poem God wrote a long time ago. Then Christ formed you and made you, and now you're living out the good works God prepared beforehand for you to do. There was so much intentional planning going on behind the scenes. God isn't a haphazard artist. He's intentional. He put purpose and love into his design. And those good works you do are part of what he planned beforehand for you. For the Gentiles specifically, the reminder is even more intense. Paul said, Not only were you far from God because of your sins, but you didn't even have proximity to his covenant promises. God's people weren't allowed to go near you. Don't let it escape you that he showed you immense amounts of mercy to come and get you where you were, not even knowing who he was. The Jews had heard this kind of reminder for millennia, too, being reminded that God rescued them out of slavery and made them a people. So this is the Gentiles' turn to be reminded of their history. And when God drew both people groups near, he did two simultaneous acts of reconciliation. He reconciled his kids to himself and his kids to each other, Jews and Gentiles alike, killing the hostility, as verse 16 says. Here's a list of the things this chapter says we once were. Alienated, separated, strangers, hopeless, godless, cut off. And here's a list of the things this chapter says we now are. Brought near, peace-filled, reconciled, citizens, saints, members of God's household, That change is incredible. Praise Christ. He's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay.